0: back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart
1: adjacent podcast in the <laughs> world.
0: I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood.
1: And I'm your devoted lover, Alan Ito.
2: And I'm the virgin voyager, Joe Garber.
0: And we have a guest. Oh, we have a guest. This is so exciting. We Hello. have a trexpert, as it is. <laughs> yes, I invented that.
1: <laughs> Don't say it, anybody else. Nobody else better say it.
0: <laughs> uh, would you like to introduce your friend, Ellen?
1: Um, No, you can do it. (laughs) It's it's
0: Brooks, everybody. It's Brooks. (laughs) Yay. yay! That's all they need to know.
1: Did that make it seem like we weren't friends? We are. We are. We are friends.
2: Did you forget
0: his name? (laughs) This is a Craigslist hookup of a guest. (laughs) Yes.
1: It just makes me nervous. I feel like the two of you have known our other guests. Hmm, true i've only invited one person on besides brooks and so i just don't i, I it's, it's not my comfort zone did you which doesn't mean i'm not excited what
3: did you remember their name just curious <laughs>
1: <laughs> i did remember their name and i said it so much it was it was annoying over again. and over yeah <laughs> it's like, gross. wow it was I, a lot it's like you're right here friend and i can't stop thinking about you
0: <laughs> and we never saw them again
1: Maybe I'm intimidated because of your vast trek expertise. You knew that was coming. Yes, yeah. I <laughs> definitely right.
2: am. So, Brooks Peck, right? Yes. Okay. Do you consider yourself a trekkie? Yes, absolutely. Trekkie <laughs> yeah. expert since, since I was a child. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. W- can you tell us your background with Star Trek in a minute or less? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, you can take more than a minute if you want to.
3: Lifelong watcher, right, started watching on my little black and white TV. My mom introduced me to Star Trek, actually. Mm. Uh, Oh, cool. And she didn't want to watch it, but it it made (laughs) me be quiet for an hour every evening. So that was pretty great. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And I just kept watching, kept watching. And then in life, I became a pop culture museum curator. And so in 2016, I got to curate the Star Trek 50th anniversary museum exhibition oh my god that's amazing
0: Which, amazing yeah, thank
3: you yeah it debuted in seattle and then traveled around north america so that's awesome that was like that was like a dream and i've said to everyone basically it's all downhill since then i'm, uh-huh. like,
2: <laughs> I'm done you peaked at the pop art yeah. museum yeah, yeah. well pop culture n- museum
0: welcome to peak number two yeah it was murder guest slot <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> the coveted I... it
0: was murder guest slot mm-hmm.
1: i have to say something about when you're putting that show together. Mm -hmm. Um, and you had asked me to share a personal story. And then when Brooks actually called me about it, I was in Berlin. Mm. Um, Mm. and I was in a, well, anyways, I wasn't the only person in my hotel room. Okay. And, uh, so I (laughs) went, I went into the bathroom of the hotel room and like, I'm just like hissing into the phone, um, (laughs) there. And then, um, Weirdly, I kind of choked, and what the story that I ended up telling you was different. Like, suddenly, like, I, I just pulled back and didn't want to tell the whole world my story. So then I told him something boring, and it's in the exhibit.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: Anyways, what a fun story. Well, <laughs> this is
3: news to me nine mm. years later. Um, cool. <laughs> cool. But that was, one was part of a great, uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole exhibition was doing interviews with not just like fans, but people whose lives have been affected by Star Trek in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to just all kinds of folks and like, you know, it's great working with like the actors and the producers and writers and stuff. But it's it's the people who love it just because they love it. That That's where the real power of Trek is. That's what I love. It mm-hmm. so much. Awesome. I yep. love
0: that. Yeah. Well, listener, you may be wondering why we brought someone in <laughs> to talk about Star Trek. Because we watched Malice again. On a heart-to-heart podcast. Well, it's because we've watched season four, episode 15 of Star Trek, The Next Generation. First Contact. First Contact. First Contact. First contact. First contact. Uh, <laughs> have any idea what that episode's about? No. Uh-uh. Let me tell you in a minute. Thanks. Um, if I can. TGN. <laughs> TNG. Sorry. TNG. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm already TGN a, I'm, I'm, I'm canceled. Do people call <laughs> it <laughs> that? Just Wait.
4: Do people me. call it that? <laughs> TNG. Mm-hmm. TNG. Oh. TNG.
1: And, they do, and nobody thought of Trexpert. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. No. Wow. Okay.
0: TNG. First contact. Uh, Riker's apparently a spy on <laughs> Malcornia. Malcoria. Malcoria. And uh, <laughs> Picard and Deanna Troy uh, appear on this planet, real uh, threesome seeking style. <laughs> um, <laughs> and say, guess what? We We saw you from across the bar, and we're a different species. And we've been spying on you, and you have one of our spies, and we want him back. But we're super cool <laughs> come up to our ship, which they do, and then there's people that are like, "I don't want no new species in my planet, so i'm a i'm gonna shoot myself with a <laughs> phaser. And- uh then BB <laughs> Newworth is just like I wanna fuck a an alien <laughs> and oh my god. Uh it, it was it was touching and they brought up a lot of salient points about inclusion and immigration.
5: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, so Joe, do, do okay. it a good now. Do a good one. <laughs> oh god.
2: I don't know if I can. All right. Okay. Uh Star Trek next generation (laughs) first contact an alien is being wheeled into an emergency room because he's been hurt and surprise surprise he only has four fallopian tubes on one side of his body and only three on the other (laughs) and his fingers aren't webbed and it's Riker in disguise and they don't know what to do and they're like he's an alien but he's not and he wakes up and says he's not an alien he just is like a weird birth defect and then uh, Captain and Diana beam down to the planet to a scientist bring her up on the ship and she is mind-blown for one second and then it just talks to them in like a normal conversational level (laughs) about how this is a a planet that hasn't been contacted by outsiders yet and the Enterprise has been running operations on ground for a year now and there's some xenophobic aliens who don't want that. They think they're the center of the universe and they don't want that to end and so one of them wants to be a martyr and puts a, gun, a phaser in Riker's hand and shoots himself and then thinking that's going to solve everything that's going to like just end relations with this planet but he wakes up because uh, Crusher's able to save him I think and then he wakes up and like he is guilty and then they they tell the Enterprise to go away at the end no
1: <laughs> okay. good oh, well, that was pretty good. Ooh, was I mean, good. I feel like we good. don't have to do it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> must, oh, <okay>. must we <laughs> dance this dance, Ellen? Yes. Every single time we will do it hundreds of times. Um, okay. The next generation. Um, first contact as described by me. Uh-huh. So, they're... Uh, Riker has his face all fucked up and it doesn't make any sense and he's injured and he's in this um, operating room and they're like oh my god what is it and then the one guy's like he has digits on his terminus and everybody (laughs) freaks out and then um, there's some other boring shit where the guy's like I'm the chancellor and sometimes I move us forward with social reform too quickly and my right hand man with architect glasses totally hates that and so then we're going to go into outer space and then we're going to stop going into outer space because it's a balance you guys you can go really fast but then People get pissed and then you have to stop. And they are Malkorians, which is a planet with big cheekbone bumps and <laughs> shoulder pads. And everyone dresses in a really sad winter color palette, which is a bummer. And so there's like a corny space nurse. And then, you know, there's like beaming back and forth, which seems like now in hindsight, it's sort of weird. And when they first beam in and freak out the space designing lady, the warp making lady, Deanna Troy goes, please don't be alarmed at our appearance. <laughs> <laughs> the end.
2: That's the end of the episode. Oh, my God. That was great. Uh,
0: That was some of your finest work. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And yet we still don't know what happened. Uh, Well, I have a feeling we might find out now. (laughs) Brooks,
4: take it away. You want to bring it home? Sure. Beam back sure, up. Beam us back to to contract
1: All right. insanity. Alrighty. Don't be alarmed uh, by our appearance. First contact, <laughs> not to
3: be confused with the movie that they made called First Contact Later, which is super ah. confusing. So the Federation wants to make first contact with these aliens who are mm, um we about to go part. into space. And uh these folks they have thumbs, but no other fingers. They just have these slippers. So I call them the mitten people. <laughs> and <laughs> Riker right is spying on the mitten people, but they, he gets in a riot and he gets hurt. So they, they're like, Hey, they discover, we don't think you are one of us. We think you're an alien, but other people are like, that's crazy. There's no such thing as aliens. So yeah, people on the enterprise come on down and they make first contact with like the head of the government and these scientists. And they have these Long, interesting, Ellen. Interesting discussions about what it should <laughs> all be about. Uh, but then, yeah, there are these radicals who are like, "No, no, no! Too fast, too soon. We don't want this." So uh, there's some violence, and a lot of people almost die. And in the end, the aliens who are not aliens say, "You know, we we don't want you Federation go home, and Federation goes home."
5: Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Nice can we just can we just say spare. it?
1: It has to be said that. The Malkorians on their planet, which I can only assume is called Malkor or Malkoria, um, (laughs) that they are the luckiest, almost colonized people in the universe ever. (laughs) Because someone comes down and they're like, you know what? Um, We've been watching you for several years. (laughs) Um, We have altered our faces to uh, live among you because earlier we were just monitoring all of your radio signals. Um and then it wasn't enough, so we came down. We do this all the time because we're just trying to like, cause first contact is fucked up, and so we're we do, are doing these things to benefit you because it'll make it easier for you to be first contacted. And then uh, they're like, oh, he's not, but then everyone gets mad because they're like, oh my god, those motherfuckers were spying on us. And then uh, the people from the Enterprise are like, oh, but nobody says spying. The the person from the enterprise says, no, they were just gathering information, which <laughs> I looked it up is basically the definition of spying, according yeah. to Webster's. And so, you know, I mean, there's God, there's just so many long conversations about
2: Ooh, you didn't, stuff. I love that. <laughs> I was I do
0: too. I was <laughs> very amused by this this episode of television. I had to okay I had a couple questions for the for the Trek expert. Um, uh, me? <laughs> oh go ahead. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> I'll on. take a crack at it. <laughs> uh so what's what is your um where do you put the next generation in in your Star Trek hierarchy mm. if you do if you go if you get down like that. <laughs> sure.
3: Yeah. Personally personally there are a few other shows, Trek shows that I like better, but I think in terms of impact, I think Next Gen has had the most impact of all the Star Trek shows, even more than Classic. I know Classic started it all, but Next Generation, just in terms of of how the generation, sorry, that grew up watching it, uh, where they are in, in life today, and it's what most people, I think, it's their their touch point mm-hmm. for uh, Star Trek. And this episode is so next gen in that it's like we're going to dig into these ideas these tough ideas maybe Mm -hmm. um we're going to talk a lot but then we'll like run around and shoot and i'm just i really can't wait till we get to the part with the nurse and because that's like
2: (laughs) that's what brought us here
3: the whole thing jumps the shark for six minutes and then goes back to what it was doing Mm -hmm. astonishing
0: it really i i was shocked (laughs) (laughs) i was shook when Vivi Newworth shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: right, and suddenly it's it shifts into a new movie called Horny Space Nurses. Yes,
0: it was totally triple yeah. X yeah. space nurse for five minutes. That was so minutes. weird.
2: What is... Wow. Uh, the Next Generation seems like maybe it's just the easiest style of makeup to put on, but it's always <laughs> forehead wrinkles. Always. Always, what, always. Is there a reason behind that headphones. that you know of, or is it just easy makeup to apply? Yeah, it's cheap. It's cheap mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. I mean, in this, in
3: this particular episode doing the hands as well was, was oh, yeah. like an innovation and they actually follow through with a few little design things. I don't know if you noticed, but um, the chancellor is like signing documents, but he, can't actually hold a pen, so he's got. <laughs> stamp, <like laughs> a chop. Yeah, I he loved thing. it. I love yeah. that. Stamp. He's you know.
1: stamping so many boring-looking documents oh, yeah. <laughs> in that
3: with gusto too. Oh yeah, yes. He's it's just like, don't do
1: it's like he's a lifelong civil servant. Yeah, they're probably like, get pro- rid of this. He's a progressive, <laughs> but he's so yeah. busy that like when. Um, space lady comes with picard and troy (laughs) he's like i don't want to deal with that like send in (laughs) the vice chancellor who we actually i don't think ever saw right but he's like stamp stamp don't do just fuck him
2: yes signing Papers that were probably like wiping out species of their race. Yeah. There the are planet. no other
1: species, though, because the Malcorians believe they, they exist in a world where they are the center of the universe. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Please, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Brooks, correct me all mm-hmm. the eight million times I am wrong and seem, and seem like I don't care because I don't care very much. But for a next gen, I feel like every episode I've seen because I've never done an exhaustive watch of next gen and the reason i never have is because the way it looks makes me super Mm. uncomfortable like the way the look of the show makes me tense and it always has even when it first came on i was like i can't look at this show and i had the exact same feeling when i sat down to intensely consume this episode (laughs) and but i feel like every time every episode i have been able to kind of like calm down enough to watch it's like it, it's just all about the life lessons. And then there's a bunch of weird subplots about families and sexy things and whatever. But there's <laughs> like, it's always like, you know what, everybody? Space racism is bad yeah <laughs> like you know everybody religion if you use it to hurt people in space it's bad yeah. like stuff like that or it's like you know what um but only in space. if you love something let it go yes. if it comes back to you you always had it in space okay <laughs> i feel like those are the am i oh, is I, that what one. it is okay
3: yeah well you forgot you, you probably
1: have like Four hundred
3: seasons worth. Yeah, I I think you (laughs) forgot the one where you know at that point where you only saw one set of footprints in space. In space, space. (laughs) Ellen, what when you say visually, it makes you so uncomfortable. What what? specifically like what is it is it the fact that the enterprise looks like the most ban bland beige hotel lobby
5: (laughs) ever?
1: it's not appealing i mean like some some things that they have i love because they're things that are in in all kinds of space and and sci-fi things um Mm -hmm. like you know that they're in space if like if it's just a bar scene even if everyone was dressed like we are you would know it was in space because all the tables are lit up (laughs)
4: yep right Mm
1: -hmm. but yeah yeah, i i think like the enterprise doesn't really pop and like (laughs) uh, there's the the costumes i really don't like and i was Mm -hmm. once waited on at a like a really fancy white tablecloth restaurant by a guy dressed as Riker.
5: And so I thought it
1: was the uniform for the restaurant. And then another yeah. person came who wasn't wearing one and like was pouring me water. And I mentioned it and they said, oh, no, he just wears he wears different costumes every day.
2: Wow. Huh. Interesting.
1: I tipped him so heavily. Yeah. Um, but but the costume still made me uncomfortable, even in that context, which was actually delightful. But the costumes make me tense. And um, I don't I don't know what it is. It really is something where it's not about the stories and it's not about the characters it really is something about the overall aesthetic that just made me so sad inside like it was like it was filmed in a basement
2: yeah i used to feel like when i was younger when it was like space soap opera i was like where are the aliens where's the action and but everything on board the enterprise kind of looks like it's like golden hour lit soft lighting really strange Mm. that it used to freak me out
3: yeah very little contrast in the lighting Mm -hmm. on that show for sure you know there was long ago an entire podcast devoted to the costumes on next gen it was called fashion it so (laughs) (laughs) that's great and and no not a podcast sorry a blog a blog and it was hilarious it was hilarious (laughs) i of course it was just the 80s and 90s right so
0: so shoulder pads
3: were it yeah Mm.
0: it's i mean it i have a similar reaction to the the visual element um Mm. Just I, TV, <laughs> the, t- the way TV looked, particularly hour-long television shows in the late '80s, is abhorrent. It's a, it's, <laughs> it is the biggest misuse of 35 millimeter film that has ever been, <laughs> been done. <laughs> um, it's just that lighting, that set lighting, the hospital was so the hospital in this episode with its oh, southwest pastel color palette I love that. oh i have i found it just unnerving really unnerving like i it's, like it there's there's like i can feel the buzz of the fluorescent lights or something, <laughs> yes. like when i watch yes. this like and s- same with the with the enterprise um that said i really enjoyed this episode uh i i'm curious is it is there like a is there a widely considered golden age of of next generation brooks
3: oh wow uh yeah and uh, where this son? one falls is starting to roll into that era okay. oh so this
0: is right before it
1: you'd say
3: yeah this is like the early signs of it the, oh cool the, the show Wait. is definitely finding its footing oh, so wow. there's
1: but there's are there seven se- seven seasons yes. of next gen okay so like is it gold all the way to the end? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, never. Why are you laughing?
4: Because <laughs> they never are. Uh. <laughs> it always fades.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised the peak Nothing wasn't... gold l- can stay. <laughs> wasn't lo- lol. Isn't that Data's child? <laughs> lol? What? what about lol? What, what about I just lol? thought that was the peak of the, of the Star Trek I've seen so far. <laughs> Did
1: you- oh, so, Data wow. has a kid? Yeah. Isn't
2: he, he a robot? He fabricates a child. Fabricates a child. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, He's an uh, android. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh,
3: it's so... worse than you think. It's worse than you think. <laughs> no, that's not possible. Bro. Tell her what happens to I, a child. I,
1: I, I can't really this remember. Does Worf eat it?
2: <laughs> so my approach to TNG was the beginning of the pandemic. And and like that's when I started watching any Star Trek at all. And I got basically to this episode that we watched. Like a few episodes before it, and that's when I end, like just kind of faded out from it. And it was mm. the when Picard goes to France episode <laughs> that I what? I got. He goes to his brother's house in France. Who he's brother? I makes feel wine. like you're
1: making this up. Brooks, no. you can't possibly know this. But Joe is obsessed with France. Mm.
2: Oh, um, I'm a file.
1: I file yeah, so it. is there really an episode where picard goes to france i have to vet i have to check oh, absolutely
3: absolutely okay. and it, okay. and it okay. brings up the great paradox of next generation which is why is he french but he has a british accent
2: yes <laughs> definitely no one knows but that's when i was uncomfortable about the fashion too the clothing he wears in that episode specifically are really crotchy it's that super Crunchy.
3: and that like super <laughs> low cut v yes it's like
2: basically to the belly button hair
3: yeah it's like, oh wow
2: it's like who are who are you picking up tonight? It's very... And him and his brother like mud wrestle at the end.
1: Wait, is this the same brother that uh makes wine with a fruit called grapes? Yes,
0: yes that's, that's the brother. The, and that is the wine apparently that he gets from his brother yeah. in that episode that you were referring to. Yeah. Wow. And exactly. his brother says to him, Don't drink like this the... alone. Mm-hmm. I like that
1: continuity. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So, um, so... I need to know about David's um oh. like does he make a child out of like his own robot rib and dirt? <laughs>
0: Spare spare Walkman parts. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> FM Walkman parts. No, really.
0: I
2: don't know. I don't. I've I have to rewatch that episode. It's been a while. I just remember oh, loving it and the name LAL. She
3: dies. She dies horribly. Yeah. It's a she.
4: God, she, yeah. that seems weird.
3: Mm-hmm. She dies tragically. Mm-hmm. I mean, she Does dies she because sucked he... into outer space. No, because she he, she's she's um. Ill-formed, he he can't do it right, and so her her brain falls apart, and she just dies in this sort of sad, lingering, "Daddy, it's cold. I'm so cold." kind of way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. What
1: do you like? Her brain just like falls apart like a pile of.
5: years
3: and so 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 you all have to like agree on a on a safe word for if i get too into the weeds with star trek okay and just say the safe word and i'll stop but um
1: wait i'm gonna hit pause for a second because this seems like the absolute perfect moment for me to insert the fact that we're dedicating this episode to margaret
5: Oh yeah, um, who
1: runs our podcast's home office? Yes, yes. And today, Margaret embarks on a new career in wildlife ecology. Nice. Um, but it means that I won't see her every day at work, which saddens me. Mm. But what's bad for me is great for amphibians and otters and all the things. But mm. I meant to mention that at the beginning, Brooks. I'm sorry.
5: We love very
1: you today, but the home office um, crunches all of our numbers and. Helps us out. Those are spreadsheets. So, yes. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So thanks, Onward Home Office and
0: Upward Home Office. We love you. Mm-hmm. Here's your market. Yeah.
1: Great. Okay. Now there's <laughs> okay. a get into you the can, weeds.
3: You can
0: get into the weeds. All you. This is a podcast, and you are going to be a part of so many tangents. <laughs> if we shriek lol
2: that's our safe word. Is shrieking lol Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, <laughs> okay. Daddy,
3: it's cold. Daddy, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So the thing about data is he he his. No one understands how he works and no one can re- replicate him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do his eyes look like he's blind?
2: Because he's a
1: cool android.
2: Know. Yeah, it's to make oh. him seem. He, seem he has strange. like an evil brother, right? Evil yes.
3: twin. Mm-hmm. Named Lore, and I've never understood that name. Lore. Lore? Yeah. Lore,
0: as in mm-hmm. Tails? Yeah. L O R. Spelled
1: the same right.
0: way? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's a very interesting, like, <laughs> is our, is data the opposite of lore <laughs> yeah i guess
3: that's what they were groping at Maybe. but i don't think it works
0: it's not <laughs> you know it's not it's <laughs> <laughs> but lore
3: i think is where next gen is at its soapiest because he is mm-hmm. the evil twin and he mm-hmm. just like grins maniacally and chews up the set um and i that is the for me the hugest eye roll of the entire thing oh
0: yeah well to, to bring it back to this episode would you say that this episode is next generation's porniest? No, <laughs>
4: no. No? Really? No, the
2: first episode where they go to that planet where everyone's oh. running around in their little skimpy underwear. Isn't that the first episode? Or one of the first ones? Yeah, it's one of the first ones. Yes. There's I like forgotten. these little tiny Ugh, that makes me uncomfortable. like they're all running around oh having God. sex with each other in but this like,
0: planet. No. But can you I mean this was really BB Newworth <laughs> just trying to. Uh, the, that scene I, it was i i kept waiting for like a tacky music cue to come in like <laughs> right it, the sax
1: space saxophone yes <laughs> but when yeah. she
0: when she was like playing with his thing his individual fingers oh my God. i fell Overlapping, this shit was <laughs> hilarious. I <laughs> got like rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> he's straight up like, like, oh, dude, our bodies don't really work yeah. that way. She's like, I don't give a shit. Let's find out. I'm gonna use these fingers.
2: The craziest part to me is that he does. Yes, uh, they yeah, they fully have sex, and then she helps him out of that. Like, it seems like a gag, and then it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, over he, here, okay. she coerces him. She's like, I'll help you escape.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has all the power. fuck me and I'll
1: help you escape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like that's a line that works normally. (laughs) (laughs) I could have.
2: I definitely wanted it to go more porny. I wanted more information about what that experience was like for Riker.
1: This isn't about that, but I was watching some British show recently and all the people in it said saxophony instead of saxophone. Saxophony?
0: Were they joking?
1: I don't know, but I enjoyed it.
3: Like when you said uh, that. um, the deck, so. I was hearing sex off any, yeah, and it's like
4: whoa.
1: That's because we watched all watched this episode with the horny nurse. Whatever, what's the nurse's name? B-B- Lena, Lena, <laughs> n- Neural. No, no, n- yeah. Neural, Neural, not Pamela, Pan- <laughs> Pan- Panel, Linnell,
5: Linnell, horny nurse
1: Linnell. <laughs> Normally I hate saying the word horny and I tried really hard to think of a word I could use instead to describe that character, but I couldn't think of one. And so now I'm saying it. Yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, She's horny. Uh, there was a, I, I found a, an IMDB review for this episode. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the title of this, it's very short, but I have to read it. The title is a seriously injured Deanna forced to have sex for her freedom. Wait, I meant William Riker. Okay. Now it's funny. This was a form of rape that wasn't funny, even in the early '90s. This seriously damages an otherwise spectacular episode. Seven out of ten stars. (laughs) Wow.
1: They still gave it seven out of ten
4: stars. Yeah, Yeah. sure
0: did. Rape only knocks
1: three stars off. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) I think it's a great point. You flip those roles, and
2: suddenly it is very weird.
0: It's well, it's weird weird regardless. Yeah,
2: yeah, (laughs) but like Riker's that he. He's kind of into it, right? Don't you think? Like, it's not like.
0: Is he the horny one? Is I he mean, just... look at the
2: way he dresses.
1: Well, then he, get, <laughs> then he gets to be the, the gross, like, space bro to her at the end when she's like, are you going to, like, oh. will I ever see you again? Oh,
0: yeah. He, say? he says, I'll, pass through your star system again. I'll call you the next time I pass through your star system, mm-hmm. which I kind of love.
3: Sounds like a euphemism to me. But yeah. Right,
0: yeah. passing through your star <laughs> system. Star system. That, that's a clue as to um, Malcorian mal- mal- <clears throat> mal- genitalia. <laughs> um,
2: but Riker, like this, isn't his first alien intercourse. I don't think.
0: You know, there's late. Oh,
3: is it later or earlier? Um, there's actually a fascinating episode where, because cause Riker was always set up to be like like sort of the you know this 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 I don't want to say ladies man, but he <laughs> he stud you just jump anything and 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 he does but um yeah. then there's an episode where they meet these folks who are not human and they also happen to be they're all androgynous completely androgynous. and he emotionally falls in love with this person but that person is forbidden from reciprocating on their by their society because that in their society seem seen as uh, a deviation as 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 being immoral mm-hmm. um to fall for someone who's is, who is not androgynous uh and it's a highly debated uh episode to this day because you can really some people see it as like super progressive other people see it as as actually um being a, a negative portrayal of uh trans folks and things oh, like that it, interesting. it's a very there's hmm. a lot to get into in that episode, but, but it was unusual actually that they chose him because Riker, and I thought it was a good, good choice mm-hmm. because until then he'd always just been about, you know, banging the space
2: n- nurses. And
3: move on. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, wow. There's a scene in an earlier episode where he. Like he's having sex with like the queen of a planet or something, while his whole crew is doing their jobs <laughs> and getting murdered by like in another part of the planet, and he's just like having a fuck fest with the queen.
1: Isn't that what the captains do?
2: Mm, yeah, the first mates. They should. <laughs> they should be allowed.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But as you were mentioning that about the other the other episode with the, <laughs> the apparently like complicated and and nuanced uh, mm-hmm. views on things, it's. This episode really it was interesting like it was interesting to think about to use the safety of Picard and Deanna uh to like we know that they're good guys mm-hmm. because of the show mm-hmm. um to explore colonization <laughs> through this yeah. weird kind of arms-length safety because you know that they're not <laughs> you you know that their plan is not to <laughs> to take over that planet no, yeah. it's you know they're they're into the sharing of ideas and learning from each other and blah 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 all this really um flowery <laughs> flowery language surrounding colonization uh, uh yeah. but it was interesting like i just i liked the i liked the banter uh if it, it you know it brought up like very obvious <laughs> questions that uh, one would have in a situation like that also just kind of Tossed it aside at the end <laughs> to give a giving a, a Roswell style explanation for what what happened. In yeah,
2: the past day or whatever. It's really yeah. It was. It's this is the first like uh, you always wonder about this like they're basically like seeing if that society is ready to become part of the galactic community sort of right. That's the that's the main question, so and then they, they get to be say, like yeah, part of the federation.
1: Brooks, are are these the are the Malcorians the only ones that were like, "Hey Federation, pump the brakes"?
3: No, not at all. There, there are plenty of other um, groups that that they'll be talked about, like, "Oh them, they're xenophobic. Xenophobic. They don't want anything to do with us." But until this time, it's always been presented um, very much like those idiots. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't know what they're missing and that that's very sort of uh, provincial and narrow minded. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this episode. Um, it, it it takes the space to explore a little more. And and I, I really like how how the minister who's who's very conservative and against this, like, you know, he's not just like an easy villain. He's just really concerned about his way of life that's a very loaded phrase but you know mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. people he raises really good points as just the chancellor that you know never when one society meets another society that has much greater technology does it go well yeah totally. for that society they're aware of right. that and, so and when they say, piss off
1: you know mm-hmm. i mean they explicitly talk about all of those things like uh, they it's almost belabored really in a way that i think <laughs> is funny but um like the crazy architect, glasses, like yes. uh Minister of Security Krola? He's oh, like oh, yeah. he's like Broler. he tells Riker, who is clearly like barely alive, and his face is all as I it's his face looks fucked up. His face scared yeah. me mm-hmm. in this episode, but he says, You represent the end of life as the way I know it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like yeah. damn Krola, that seems extreme. Yeah. But and one of my favorite lines was when, at the end, when they're kind of just all in the chancellor's office or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? We could move into the future and like go into outer space and all this shit." But like realistically, people aren't gonna like that, and mm-hmm. so we like people are gonna be like, "Space travel confuses them." Somebody says that, which is mm-hmm. hilarious to me, <laughs> and then um, they like they they really. Follow through all of the things where it's like you're not wondering, like, oh, what becomes of the space program when Marasta goes, decides to go to the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, but they actually just explicitly like line out everything that they talked about in the episode that you would be wondering about, like, well, what happened next on Melkoria? Well, they just pumped the brakes. And you know what? That warp program is delayed. But we, he specifically says, <laughs> But we've diverted the funds into education and social development. Yes.
2: <laughs> Aww, really sweet. Mm-hmm.
1: And everyone just like pours a million gallons out for, I don't know, Latin America, uh, the continent of Africa, uh, <laughs> North America, um, everywhere all the time. Probably the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just found that to be like it kind of. Exquisitely horrible <laughs> um, in the light of where the world is, but uh-huh. I guess that's like that, that's good science fiction, right yeah yeah it's is very,
3: it? it's very Star Trek
1: mm. okay, there we you go know? I
3: mean star trek is, is it's
1: very star trek
3: it's very it's always it's optimistic, it's always uh, trying to paint things in a really in a really good light, and these were like the best possible people to go through this scenario and turn down. Mm-hmm. First contact. Mm-hmm. Like,
5: oh,
4: how nice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> don't, don't yeah. out. They're good, good eggs. Yeah. Um,
3: I just want to say that the that, that one way to look at this episode which fascinates me is it's like it's like you took a nineteen fifties uh Red Scare invasion B movie and just flipped it around. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. they're the ones who are like Oh, I think there's aliens among us and they're starting to freak out Mm -hmm. and they do triumph, so to speak, in the end by driving them away. Yes, I know. (laughs)
1: Just just (laughs) talking. Very low key. Yeah. Yeah. I Get out of here.
2: These this civilization took it really well. Like she's she's beamed aboard an alien spaceship and then just immediately sits and has a drink and starts chatting. Then there's the part with the the martyrs where he puts the gun in Riker's hand, shoots himself to try to kill himself. (laughs) This doctor and nurse come rushing in. Then two more aliens beam down into their into the hospital room with them. I would start shooting. Really? <laughs> if yeah, I was yeah, one of yeah. these aliens, I would freak the fuck out and like. Thanks. And Crusher's like, "It's okay, I'm a doctor." Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, yeah. But <laughs> cool. it's like you fucking just materialized in front of us. Yeah. yeah. I, I had to wonder, like in the first scene, because you know the the sound of the of that always freaks me out like, <laughs> it, it just I, almost it chime. makes me like drool like in the back of my mouth <laughs> um but it's also kind of fascinating but it's like and um when they appear it's just like my <laughs> this is so dumb i wrote it down it's it says are malkorians not afraid of ghosts <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Maybe they don't have goats. They might. Well, don't. They right, don't have I, goats. but
1: but I mean that just shows you like it's like I showed I turned up for next gen today. I did mm-hmm. because I was like wondering, legitimately <laughs> wondering, is that why she doesn't freak out because they don't have that kind of weird conflict with the afterlife? Yeah, maybe. But they have riots on their planet. They do. The
0: parallels between the Malkorians or Mittenites uh, and the, and their and humans like earthlings mm-hmm. was it, it got to aggressive for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> like it was too, I wanted one not relatable attribute of the, mm-hmm. of the Malkorians. Like one thing, just I wanted him to spit the wine out and say, this is disgusting. Or I don't know, just one thing that makes them not human.
4: Right. Right. Uh,
0: Besides which, the, which mittens defeats and the, the forehead bumps defeats the star Trekiness of, of the, the, uh, yeah not even yeah, message like, but con- contemplation of this. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
3: Well, I mean like all the aliens, they're a metaphor. That's that's yeah. You know, all the aliens <laughs> are different metaphors. It's just weirdly they're a metaphor for exactly what we are, which why do you need a metaphor for that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. But but yeah, can we go back to beaming beaming for a second because um be- be- and, beaming, Beaming. Oh, beaming, beaming, right? beaming. Oh, I was like beaming. 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 <laughs> Um yes. yes and again this is in the weeds but i think it's wrong to transport people without really explaining exactly what's going to happen because there are some people even out in our world who won't do it because they think you die every time you do it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what beams in is a copy of you the deep philosophical question but i you know i just think that was like the biggest rudest thing like like Transportation without consent is wrong. Yes, I think right. so, too. I agree. And three, that was...
1: three stars off. This, three more stars off this, yeah. this episode. Is, I mean, does anybody... Is there an instance where they beam somebody and, like, they just look around and start fucking screaming? Stuff...
3: People get messed up all the time in that thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, it messes up and they... Does they it put
1: your turn. arm on the back of your hand? Yeah, <laughs> they
3: return as, like, a gross pile of goo that screeches and dies. Or... <laughs> They, you know, get swapped with someone else's, they get split in half or, or in, in one of the most heartbreaking episodes of Star Trek ever in Voyager, two people get combined into one. Ooh, whoa! And they have a, a third actor play this combined character. Cool. And for a while they're like, well, that's that, sorry. But then they're like, no, we figure out how to, how to, you know, fix it. But then that person's like, "Oh my fucking what god. about me?" I oh my god. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
5: god.
3: You have no right to kill oh me god. now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wow. "Sorry, Charlie." And they undo
5: it. Oh and my
4: god. Like, <laughs>
3: you are sending me to my death. It is
2: so intense. They untwist so the twizzler.
0: Holy yeah. shit.
2: That's wild. See, it's every time for every episode. time
0: motherfuckers talk about Star Trek, I'm like, that sounds awesome, I and know. Then I watch it and I'm just like, I, this is not for I me.
2: Really? I love I've never the
0: tried, Voyager.
5: It I tried Voyager. If it looks like either. Next Gen, I can't watch it.
2: <laughs> I can't believe how just deep these stories get and how they were just writing them. I mean, I don't know how long they took to write an episode of this, but like it the the it's just so good. Like the writing is just so amazing and like the ideas that they're grappling with in every episode I've seen except the the flashback episode where Rikers like they're going through his memories. I hated that episode. It's the only episode <laughs> I did not like so far in Star Trek. But otherwise, the stories are incredible. I thought they they're so amazingly written.
0: I, d- I agree. I think they're they're it's always like I I like this episode that we mm-hmm. watched. I was really I was into it. I was totally mm-hmm. there for the for the contemplation of all of these things. And yeah, every time someone who knows Star Trek talks about another a parallel to these things, I'm like, God, that's so that's cool! So that's cool. Such yeah. A great, <laughs> yeah. It's it sounds so great, and mm-hmm. I just I don't know what it is. I, I the part it is partially an aesthetic thing, mm-hmm. like I can't the way it looks is just I love it. Television of a certain era that I'm not crazy about. I mean, yeah, and I I don't know. I'm I don't I don't think that I'm phobic of sci-fi, so it's it's just weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want, to be, I want to be where you are, Brooks. <laughs>
2: Did they ever do a flashback or explain the first contact with humans in this world, in the, the universe of Star Trek? Uh, they, do. They, oh, do. they do.
3: They do it in the film, which is called First Contact.
2: Oh, um, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And,
3: and it's, it's nothing like this. Uh, because uh, the humans at the time have actually gone through a, a devastating world war. Oh. and everyone's sort of living in the debris and the wreckage and then um but but somehow this guy makes a warp engine anyway mm-hmm. uh, out of an old nuclear missile
4: okay. uh, <laughs> and, and
3: then the vulcans come down and say hey uh oh spoilers the it's actually mm-hmm. one of the best star trek movies oh,
1: sure. yeah. oh cool
4: yeah I've i like heard
1: that it? i i think i enjoyed first contact um I think it's worth noting like in the context of in particular, the character of Krola and how different we might be taking in, um, that character who's like doubling down conservative, you know,
4: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, xenophobic, all the things, right. Prejudice. Like, I don't know if it's so much of it's, you can say it's xenophobia, but when you're talking about people being aliens, Mm -hmm. you're, that's not necessarily where that really sits, but, Mm -hmm. um, When you think of 1991, which is when this episode was made, like we've just engaged in the Gulf War,
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, George H.W. Bush, because you have to specify, is president. And um, we're like one year in on the reunification of Germany. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first thing I thought of when I'm watching that character be like, oh, it's just like, oh, wow. Right. You know, and then all this other crazy shit, right? Like we talk about Tipper Gore and shit like that all the time. But, you know, like there's this, the predictable uptick in conservatism and whatever. And so it makes the episode that much more interesting to me mm-hmm. because it's a super popular mm. show that all kinds of people watch. But it's mm. really telegraphing something to you, which might be half of you or more of you watching this show might be total assholes. Yeah. Mm. And not space assholes
0: either. You're earth assholes. <laughs> earth that, ones. That's the impressive part about Star Trek. Uh, that it's I mean, I think maybe it is just because I tend to be I tend to be ideologically aligned with <laughs> the main characters of mm. Star Trek for the most part, I think. Uh it's interesting to be able to do that to a to such a large group of people and have them completely ignore it. Mm. <laughs> It's just, I'm being totally serious. It's,
1: it's, right. no, it's completely such... true. Completely true. It's just like, blink.
2: I'm sure if this is true, you've heard it. But uh, the Enterprise model that they use to film Next Generation, uh-huh. they like lost track of it and then found it years later above a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> Have it's you heard true. this? Is no, it true? true? It's not true? <laughs> okay. No, no. But it might be a story that was <laughs> conflated with the Death
3: Star because the Death Star was lost. Oh, really? Okay. Um, the Death Star was actually found in, in an alley in Minis- in, in Minnesota. Um,
2: <laughs> the Death Star that they filmed with.
3: Yeah, yeah. The Death Star. Um, oh, I mean, my. sorry to get off the of Star Trek, but but yeah, the Death Star was kept in one of those storage uh, places. And then Fox forgot about it. Didn't pay the bill went to auction a music restaurant attraction in uh, minnesota bought it okay. hung it up for a while they went out of business they put it out in an alley someone was driving <laughs> along and was like holy fucking crap it's the death star
4: <laughs> wow and they, res-
1: <laughs>
2: and they rescued it amazing
4: so, yeah.
3: That's- That's
2: awesome. wow. that must have been yeah the story
1: did you curate the horror show eric did you see that
2: no i didn't mm. i did not curate it no
4: mm.
2: but, i mean Everybody works on everything, but yeah, so when you curate a Star Trek show, I mean you're talking about the way like that's a lot, <laughs> like a lot of people who know a lot about a thing. How did you go about figuring out what was going to be in that show? yeah, um, in the case of that show, I really had
3: to come up with like a pretty focused theme, otherwise it's just like, look Star Trek, you uh-huh. know and there's like so much of it. Mm-hmm. So what I chose to focus on was how generally, although it's imperfect, um, Star Trek has a lot of these very optimistic themes mm-hmm. about where, where you know people work things out mm-hmm. and overcome their differences. And I wanted to talk about how it was those themes that inspire other people to do the same in the world or to create cool stuff or to become scientists or to become doctors. Nice, everything, everything, I mean, like, of course, there was a lot of just like, oh my gosh, look at this cool Star Trek stuff, right, and I had certain goals, like I wanted a a captain's uniform from every show that had come out up until that point, things like that, you nice, know? but much of it was about sort of its its impact. that's why I interviewed folks like Ellen uh and got them to tell me stories about what Star Trek meant, even you know, like like not not necessarily rabid trekkies, but just folks. Yeah. Just, there's a lot of interesting themes came out um ellen shares this that that i met a lot of uh women who connected with their fathers over star trek
4: oh
1: really you know, one wow. of the
3: first things that they connected with their dads with intellectually as children cool. that comes up over and over um
1: interesting yeah. that is so,
3: so i really
2: i love i adore those stories i like thinking that you push ellen's button though and it's just like i don't know i don't like it <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I don't like the way it looks. <laughs> Beaming makes me nervous.
3: Yeah. It does.
1: I have a lot of Star Trek truths. No, it um it's like it's a Sulu thing. It's a George Takei thing. Hmm. And it's, you know, about incarceration and about, you know, but also like we're saying, it's also about the time that I would spend with my dad, who was, of course, just very, you know, hi fi jazz recordy, Um, but he mm-hmm. consumed a lot of film and um, television, and I think it's clearly, like, what influenced me mm-hmm. the most. It's, like, reading, watching, listening.
3: Well, and also- I, I think yeah. Ellen is uh, selling herself short. The story she does tell in the exhibition is a beautiful story, and um, uh, honestly, it makes me a little choked up just thinking about it. Oh, and oh wow. Ellen, I... Uh, when the star trek show was at the skirball i i had to get up in front of everybody at the opening and i i paraphrased just a little and told that story um without identifying you of course um <laughs> thank I mean. you sue him
0: sue him
1: i
3: <laughs> that's awesome i
4: love
5: that i also yeah. told
3: the story of the um told me by a woman she, she had um three sisters and so the parents who are Star Trek fans referred to them board style as one of four, two
2: of four,
5: three of four. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Amazing.
0: That's so awesome. Uh,
1: Eric, did your mom watch Star Trek at all?
0: Nope. We were a Twilight Zone family. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock presents Channel Eleven and Channel Thirteen. Exactly. We yeah. yeah we uh Star Trek was never. My mom's thing and my dad wasn't very TV. Mm. Huh. Um mm. so so Star Trek didn't exist except for at friends' houses mm-hmm. or family friends or, houses.
2: Or if the TV was left on after one of the things they like.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: I mean,
1: I I I mean, I loved watching the Twilight Zone, but I also knew, you know, exactly when Star Trek was on. The original Star Trek was on, like at four o'clock on Saturday afternoons or whatever. And this is this is really just exposing all the neuroses, but there's no one in this conversation that doesn't know that about me. But um, I used to be scared. Like when I was much younger and Star Trek would be on, I was scared of the opening credits oh, because of the words like, you know, and yeah. it's really amazing. But then it's like, and that just really frightened me as a kid. But then I would watch the show. I think I just didn't like that thing flying in my face or whatever. I can't quite put my finger on it, but even now sometimes I have a weird flinch. Mhm. Lots of pro- lots you. of problems. <laughs> lots of problems, blah blah, incarceration. <laughs>
2: Do you have any more favorite trivia Brooke, about Star Trek that you or maybe that you learned while putting that show together?
3: Oh, too many Christmas. Yeah. Um
2: I'm sure there's a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'll, t- I'll 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 tell you a story about, about one of the objects. Um, so think back to Classic Trek, right? You've got Sulu and Chekhov, and they're at this big sort of control panel thing, you know? And they're like flying the ship and navigating the ship. So, so that, that thing, that, that set piece survived, sort of. Um, we borrowed it, but it was in terrible shape. I mean, terrible shape. Just all the buttons have been ripped off. Um, it was banged up. It was a mess. And we got permission from the owner to do a little restoration on it, some non-destructive restoration, uh, because we were like, you know, we can, like, do an overlay with LED lights and stuff and 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 kind of make it look like it used to without, without like, digging into it. Because, okay, one of the things I discovered was all those lights and stuff, there was one light bulb, one incandescent 60-watt light bulb inside that box, oh, right? doing all that stuff. I mean, I, there had to be some <laughs> stuff. So anyway, the challenge was how do I restore this thing? Who do I find? And I ended up reaching out to fans who, as a hobby, recreate Star Trek sets and props and things. And there's this mm-hmm. group uh that does stuff in in Ticonderoga, New York, and in Florida. And I actually it was this completely then fan-driven project to to restore this object. And these people they, these people are amazing because all they don't have blueprints they don't have plans all they're working on is like what they can see on the tv Mm -hmm. you know and at one point a guy like measured a piece with calipers and he was devastated because on his reproduction he was an eighth of an inch off oh my god oh
5: my god
1: (laughs) that is devastating yeah i mean i hope he just threw his fucking thing away what a fucking idiot (laughs) he failed
2: what a dumbass is that the moral of your story
1: (laughs) oh my god that's that's so embarrassing
2: that's really fucking cool
1: i mean that's seppuku (laughs) seppuku really
3: well then of course the details you know the lights are blinking and, and the guy pulls me aside and he's like so about the blinking lights i'm like yeah he's like so we watched the show and we timed each light and we programmed each one to oh go in God. the exact oh same pattern. Oh my God.
1: You have to like, though. On the show.
3: Yeah. You have to.
1: Because mm-hmm. everyone, whether they know it or not, like you're tracking that, right? Yeah. The yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. That's awesome. And, just,
3: and the fact that we could do that really that fed that into my whole thesis. You know, it replicates yeah. it, it mm-hmm. this like power. And, you know, here are all these people who who have learned all these skills and, and, and have become, you know, property masters and and artisans
2: and things just because of, because of Star Trek. That's so cool. You're really also reminding me of the movie galaxy quest a lot. (laughs) Yes. The best
1: film ever made. Yeah. So good. So good. So, so Brooks, very Trek, the Trek spurt, Mm -hmm. Joe, you came to the, like just the whole Star Trek thing. Like, when again?
2: At the like during the pandemic when oh, we were okay. in lockdown. Like P&G was the my first actually trying to watch it and not just it being on TV in the background and being kind of creeped out by it.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then Eric, you're not really like you're um yeah just went in, yeah. Okay, it's,
0: I'm, I'm along for the ride.
1: Huh. So <laughs> I feel like I'm somewhere I'm hewing in this room anyway. <laughs> I'm closer to being a Trekkie than the two of you. Yeah. But of yeah. course, Brooks is, you know, whatever. But um, <laughs>
2: And Eric's the Virgin Voyager.
1: That's true. Yeah. When I was in middle school, my friend Shelly and I, like, were super hyped because Gene Roddenberry came and spoke. I want to say it was at the arena, the Seattle Center Arena oh. or something. And he, it was a screening of The Cage, like the original pilot yeah. for Star Trek. And Gene Roddenberry, like, the, that was the big thing that he came and spoke. And, like, she and I, like we're totally stoked and like we went and we rode the bus down there and it was amazing and cool. So I think maybe I have a very complicated relationship with star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um And I guess maybe I didn't conceal or mess up that story. I told you for the exhibition <laughs> as much as I thought I, I, so. I didn't listen to it when I went to yeah. the show because there were so many other cool ones to listen to, mm-hmm. but yeah. So maybe I just like, I don't think I'm in denial about, you know, the meaning of star Trek. I certainly respect it in, in like the – it's in the pantheon, right? But I think I just haven't – the later ones, I just can't commit.
3: Mm. By later ones, do you mean like the very current stuff coming out now? or There's
1: stuff coming out now? Mm.
3: Oh, yeah. What? This is this – is, What? Uh, Ellen, this is the new golden age of Star Trek. Oh, so you're liking uh, it, Brooks? Uh, you know, it's a mix. Some I like, uh, some I don't. But there are literally one, two – At least four, if not five, Star Trek shows happening now simultaneously. Mm -hmm. If this
1: wasn't a podcast, I would ordinarily just suspect that you were saying that just to torture me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm I'm curious, Joe, how did it go with Next
2: Gen? I mean, I was loving it so much. Uh, And I was watching them. I think I was like i we have we always like put shows on for bedtime and i was like refusing to do that cuz i wanted to see the full episodes and like oh, how yeah. they mm. like played out and everything i was like really fascinated by it and then i just like totally lost steam on the the France episode but also, the, the <laughs> Dixon Hill episodes weren't oh, my favorite. I,
0: I like the Dixon Hill episodes. Yeah. Oh, golly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hollow Deck episodes, because I'm like, I'm I, like a, I, yeah. I like the Hollow
1: Deck. I like the Hollow Deck. I'm like, I'm watching a space
2: be- show, I want space shit.
0: What about oh, the Moriarty
2: nice. Sherlock Holmes?
1: It's the greatest. It's the greatest.
2: No,
3: none uh, of
1: that. Yeah, I'm, it's the best. I'm into that
0: mess. I'm. I'm also yeah. like.
1: <laughs> I'm digging that. I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah. I like when but they go Joe, back on the ship in those episodes. <laughs> did watching this episode and learning like that? This you you paused on the cusp. Of greatness. I know. Like is yeah. is, it, is it gonna urge you on to keep going? Like yes, are you gonna get I, back into I already action? watched another
2: one after this, like oh, between the, where I left off and then this one. So I think I'm gonna get back on board. I really wanna finish it and I wanna watch all the movies, at least for TNG. And then I also hear that Deep Space Nine is really, really good too. It's really good.
0: Yeah. That's that's the one that I remember people. Being very like at big big fans of mm-hmm. was Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. and saying mm-hmm. that it was one of the, uh, one of the harbingers of the golden age of television that mm-hmm. we claim the the Audis to be mm-hmm. uh, really? that the, the Sopranos supposedly holds the reins oh. to. But um, yeah, Deep Space Nine. Uh, huh. That it's is that five seasons, seven seasons, seven seasons, and
3: um, you know, I don't know if you watched the the. The new incarnation of battlestar galactica i did the, i did in, oh. in the aughts right yeah so that was that was driven by ron moore ron moore was 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 running deep space nine and so if you know galactica you can see when you watch deep space nine he's like testing the water he's trying out themes he's trying he's getting ready for battlestar in deep oh, space nine. and you know with deep space nine prior to then they had never done long story arcs in star trek it was always just I mean, there'd be like okay, two Borg episode, and then a France episode. But- yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Isn't that why they did the terrible Riker flashback episode? Because they spent all their money on the Borgs or something? Oh gosh! And it was like season yeah, two finale, know. and they had run out out of all their money, <laughs> so they had to they do a terrible flashback episode. Yeah, the it Borgs. Was, it
3: was the, the it's so funny you say that one because um, at the time, like really
1: the, funny or like mean funny, like funny because <laughs> the way I say things. <laughs>
3: ironic
2: because you're so scared you just have to laugh
3: it was the most <laughs> expensive television show to produce at the time oh yeah mm. uh, it was you know now it's no big deal it was a million bucks an episode and that floor what yeah that is pretty wild that, floor- that seems
4: exorbitant yeah.
3: they they were, that's a lot so. of drugs <laughs> they, they filmed in space that's... they were on a spaceship
0: <laughs> yeah really really if i may much. say so
1: that is shockingly costly <laughs> For, right For, i mean that's 25 a lot of
0: episodes a year and
2: but they were they were like 40 minutes too right so yeah. they're long episodes. yeah they were like they were like 48 pieces. minutes
3: and and 26 a year
2: mm-hmm. um, oh my god space graphics and spaceships and i mean in this episode there's two external exterior shots that look amazing I couldn't tell if they were models or what they had done with these two the, cities shots the cities
3: those are those are map paintings, and then they'll they'll project the little people walking on
2: them.
0: That's uh, so cool. It looks <laughs> yeah. so cool
3: i I was desperate to borrow one of those, but I couldn't track any of those down for the exhibition because they're big they're large format, they're big big painting paintings mm. um super, super cool.
1: so you yeah. should make those for your house yes <laughs> right yeah, you can project you have projector
3: and back mm-hmm. then, of course, no digital effects. So it's all right. practical models um, and plates and stuff is uh, mm-hmm. the amount of work. Oh my goodness. The amount of work. Yeah. That's
0: Pretty amazing. Uh, and and of course the makeup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah. so Which, they're like, oh no, we spent $999,999. Do we have any more things we can just stick on people's friends? <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've bought all of the bumps that they had. Wrinkles. Yeah. Forehead. But, and here's
1: a question. So Riker in this episode, because I just remember we were talking about a specific episode. <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, they say that that Riker goes down to meet with the group that's been embedded on this planet for yep. the several years, right? Gathering information. Totally not spying. They're just gathering yeah. information. Mm-hmm. And so they completely like embedded that shit in his human forehead. Yeah. Yeah. So that he could go down there for five minutes and be like, how's everything going? Everybody. My name is Revis Jakara right now. Don't call me Riker. I'm Revis Jakara. (laughs) Yeah. And it's me. It's me. You guys. (laughs) It seems like
2: those people may have been able to do a bathroom break and right. then get beamed up and just, then just be in the bathroom for a really long time. A weird
1: digit, digital terminus over his bumpy forehead. And they're like, oh, my God, it is him. <laughs> we totally thought you were a farmer named Rivas Jakara. Um, <laughs>
4: but he's just
1: like pass? down there for a hot second. And then I'm just like, wait, is there a whole thing? OK, it's kicking me out. Now I have a question, Brooks. Is it, it like is that? a thing within the context of the enterprise. Like if they're are they doing um body modifications <laughs> surgery?
3: Oh yeah. Um oh, yeah, all the time. Because they can okay. just do it in a in a in a snap. Um you know there's a later uh, next gen episode which which tackles this whole problem again where there's a team of people observing a, a society who are nowhere near um getting warp power. They're just they're just spying on them to spy on them. And (laughs) and their technology level is like bows and arrows and spears and things like that, right? Hmm. But there's a technical malfunction and they become exposed to these people. And it totally explores how these people, you know, A, freak out, but then they start to, you know, worship Picard as a god and things like Mm -hmm. that. And they're totally contaminating the society. And they're like, this is is exactly what we're trying not to do all the time. And we have completely, completely screwed the pooch on this one. Um, Oopsie. so it's nice to see them, you know, tackle that like cuz there's all that high talk about, well, we do this so we don't, you know, damage anyone. And it's like,
2: oh yeah, we we kicked the paint over and then we just smeared it all over our body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the prime directive, right? Yeah. they yeah. say that in this episode. Don't But
1: he holds up their their the troubles with the Klingons. Mm-hmm. As, like, the mm. example of why they don't just jump in all willy nilly, like, that they have this low key long term spying program instead.
2: Spying, uh-huh. yeah, with mittens, yeah.
1: Which, which consider
4: how
3: well would that have gone over with the Klingons?
2: <laughs> yeah, not good, no, but I mean, so yeah. much
1: more forehead shit. Yeah, it's
2: like a lot of extra forehead shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. They also mm-hmm. just like Beverly Crusher is the one who tells the Malcorians like, oh, yeah, Riker. It was the gun was in Riker's hand, but he definitely didn't shoot it. And they just the fully angle of,
1: the, mm-hmm. of yeah. the phaser thing.
2: It's like, OK, we trust you and your technology just to say that your guys you guys didn't murder our person. Okay.
1: <laughs> but, but there's sure. a weird moment when um Mirasta like, cause she's had this back and forth with Corolla, right? Because they have different visions for the way that the chancellor should act and what he should support. And they have a different idea of what the people on their planet need, right? Mm-hmm. So when she finds out that he's he shot himself, right after Dr. Crusher says that, mm-hmm. she's like, What? He was he was go- going to become a martyr. And she regards him like it's totally weird. Like I couldn't get a beat on what she was feeling at that moment. Like I couldn't tell if suddenly she like had hard eyes for that dude, or if she was like, what a dipshit her face just had registered something. But I was like, (laughs) I don't like, I don't even know what I'm feeling about that guy (laughs) wanting to become a martyr. Why are they bringing that in? That seems crazy, but I
0: caught that too. It seemed like she had a newfound respect for him. Like Mm -hmm. that, that she found his convictions stronger than she had expected or something.
4: Mm. Hmm.
3: This his willingness, even though
2: she disagrees with
0: yeah. the idea, mm-hmm. of
3: his
2: willingness to go
3: that far yeah. for their
0: people.
2: He goes all the way so quickly. Yeah, like oh, he doesn't yeah. even even curious about these aliens. He's just like, no, we must not <laughs> go with them. And like, kills himself.
4: I feel like it it does a
3: decent job of trying to set up where he where they talk about like we've we've had a bunch of new social changes. We've had a lot of you know reforms and things or whatever they call it. So, I think when he enters this story, he's already kind of on his last nerve.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, and,
3: <laughs> and then, like, holy cats, aliens actually come down. Of course, he snaps. Yeah.
5: You know, he completely
2: mm. snaps. Goes up the um, deep end.
0: These smooth headed
5: aliens. Right. He's,
1: he's done humoring mm-hmm. uh, yeah. this liberal uh, yeah. chancellor. It's just, he's over it. <laughs> Although, in the very first scene, he weirdly um, uses the word seductive. To describe the female-run warp engine uh, project, but he's like, "Oh, well, I know that Marasta's space program is very can be very seductive," and then instantly, I'm like, "I think I hate that guy." (laughs) Yeah.
2: He's got yeah. a crush on Marasta. Like, like, what's,
1: like what's he playing at? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Seductive warp drive. He's,
0: I I immediately, I could recognize him through the makeup, though. Uh, Michael Einstein, the, right. who we yeah. know from Wayward Heart. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah totally. Oh. He's the tobacconist, I believe, in Wayward There's, Heart.
1: There's... <laughs> Two heart to heart folks in this
0: yes, episode. Yes, there is. And so his name is Astra. Was, was in um, Vintage Hearts. She was the, hearts? the wine couple.
2: Oh, maybe we'll revisit Heart to Heart then. We I don't might. know. Possibly. We might.
5: There's a couple, wow.
1: couple of heart to heart links. Do I they, can't. I didn't tell uh, Brooks about Don't Listen, Brooks, about okay. Pick pick Your Poke. I didn't tell him. Uh, I forgot oh, you to tell him about it. Of
4: course you did. <laughs> That'll be a surprise. I didn't.
1: I forgot. <laughs>
0: Um, does that mean it's time oh or pick, pick your poke where we grossly uh <laughs> pick who is the most fuckable person in the episode <laughs> yeah uh it's Riker, who's the most even seductive
1: who's <laughs> <laughs> also in a heart-to-heart movie <laughs> right? yes, he yes. Is. <laughs> yeah really oh, wait,
2: yeah. yeah wow he was one of the oh, was he was a monk yeah. Yeah. He, gets he was a monk got thrown off the monastery wow, with the shoes. the shoes, and he said, and "He says, excuse, me. Monk who says, yeah. excuse me, <laughs> excuse me.' Wow, in Hawaii, uh, yeah, he was great in that. And now um, I think y'all are just pulling my leg, because
5: no,
0: nope. seriously, oh, this is real. That's
1: not my game.
2: And then they go to France <laughs> and they drink wine with Picard. <laughs> wait Uh, joe who's your poke it's Riker, always and forever i have such a big crush on Riker (laughs)
1: from just watching the show in general Mm -hmm. um well shit nobody (laughs) is it the lighting (laughs) on the enterprise The lighting on the enterprise (laughs) it's just nobody forward (laughs) it's just stonefold nobody yeah
2: Mm. brooks (laughs) do you have one or i mean you can always come on alien
3: space nurses come
1: on i mean i mean
3: that 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 was the case where the episode was like, oh, they know me. Uh, <laughs> it. Is it BB, though, specifically? No, it's any alien space nurse. Oh, any <laughs> of them. Any and all. So generalized.
1: Yeah. Really, alien no matter seriously. what the uniform is? Because that uniform was, was beat. No matter you know,
0: how many
2: forehead I, bumps.
0: I thought I thought she looked good. I thought she looked good. I liked mm. her glasses. I liked her hair. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I thought she worked that outfit pretty well.
3: Mm-hmm. She's sort of nerdy and... What does she do? She's
1: there? like slutty for science. Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very the yeah. classic like horny nerd girl yes. trope, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like man like, band, band camp. She
3: should have taken yeah. off her glasses and slowly yeah. shook out her hair. Good yeah. yeah. heavens, oh. Miss Sakamoto, you're yeah. beautiful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs>
3: I do also think that um, they were lying to Riker and that he wasn't in a hospital. He was actually on the set of a hospital drama. Yeah, those pink uh, walls. The were making, and that's why they sucked the at Malcorian medicine.
1: The doctors. Yes. They do talk about how, like, the um, what's-her-face, Murasta does have that moment where she's like, oh, my God, when they're like, we've been <laughs> listening to your radio broadcasts and observing, like, your pop oh, yeah. culture for some time now. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, no, I would hate for you to judge us by that. And right. so, um, yeah, it's probably a bad hospital show. Malkori- yeah. Malkorian general. Yeah, <laughs> they got some trash. fiction oh,
2: tonight. Yes.
5: <laughs> no.
2: I never really. So, why? What did? How was Riker hurt in the beginning? Do we know? Do they oh, ever tell I us? I missed
1: it. I, I missed
2: it. I missed it
3: too.
0: There was a.
2: They say there was a, a, a riot
3: at a political protest so that's another indicator that people
1: are rebelling against the reform yeah
3: that there is sort of you know things are kind of unsettled at that time Mm -hmm. we never see it i feel like they could have thrown a couple bucks at that and let us at least show that to us
5: (laughs) yeah
0: No, they had to have slutty space nurse Mm -hmm. yeah
2: (laughs) with her dewy ridges (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, they are though you know, like very dewy
4: oh.
0: the ridges the
2: ridges my new
0: screen name
2: and then the other thing that like sort of <laughs> tripped me up was just like how how what a coincidence that they speak english or there was some kind of translator in effect that i don't I, know about don't we
0: always just have to assume galactic basic at, at, at all times yeah. like that, yeah. that there's a babble fish or something going on mm-hmm
1: because it, if there wasn't we could not watch it yeah yeah because
0: americans won't read subtitles <laughs> won't learn a language
2: for a tv show they struggle with that in star trek because like like they'll they'll give all this lip
3: service haha to like oh universal translator it's in my communicator and for the sake of tv you're not gonna hear it all but of course he doesn't have his communicator he's apparently Riker in the hospital has
2: learned their language or mm-hmm. something
1: oh right but, yeah um we- He lost his jewelry on that planet during the riot. He did.
2: (laughs) His jewelry.
1: So what was the pin just like his Federation pin? He wouldn't wear that if he was undercover. Mm -mm. So what's the piece of jewelry that he asks about? Is that significant to his character?
3: No, he is. I think I thought he was talking about the pin because it is his communicator. Yeah,
0: that's what I would have thought, too.
1: Oh, okay. He's wearing
2: uh, a blue turtleneck and a... A kimono with shoulder pads <laughs> over the top of that and this. he went
1: to the plastic surgeon and said have you seen dina de, de la uh, flash gordon can you do that to me can you ming me out yeah, yeah
0: what's uh what's your filler situation yeah
3: <laughs> but 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 don't forget this is only 11 years after flash gordon right. i mean it's you know it's right
1: there never yeah, that's funny uh, this is a podcast that never forgets Flash Gordon. No. I feel like we can't go yeah. more than two yeah, episodes without somebody invoking specifically that Flash Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, does anybody have any other notes or well, or yeah. questions about this episode? Brooks tell us everything mm-hmm. about
2: Star Trek we forgot to ask. Everything <laughs> about. <laughs> Star tell Trek. us everything about Star Trek.
3: Uh, yeah, I I will say one of the reasons of this episode in particular uh, resonated for me, and like when I first saw it back in '91, is because aside from the fact that I'm not a brilliant astrophysicist, I am Marasta Yale. Like I was there. She describes being in the planetarium and imagining she's traveling off to space, Aww. and she describes how she's been waiting for this, mm-hmm. you know, contact with aliens all her life. So that's that's always been me. I am totally her. So I'm I'm always gonna like adore this episode because it is really actually putting on screen in star trek of absolute fantasy of mine i'm not talking about the nurse thing i'm
2: talking about this <laughs> <laughs> a real dream
3: yeah. Because
1: there's plenty of episodes with the sexy nurse
2: <laughs> The way they like, you know, I keep talking about that moment when she's brought aboard the ship and she just like instantly sits down and has a drink because it's like you can't just have her be in bewilderment for the rest of the episode, otherwise it doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. work. But <laughs> right. she says when she gets aboard, she just says, It's everything I ever dreamed of. Uh, yeah. and, then, and, then, yeah. and then it's like that's it. It's like <laughs> but, right. yeah, right. You dreamed of the most bland cafe. Yeah.
5: Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the but the lighting. tables light up. Yes. Yep. Um. So you can really see what the weird drink you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that moment was really sweet when she's like looking out at like her own planet, mm-hmm. right below them. And she's just astonished, right? Like, can you imagine? I mean... What would that be like? I don't know. I can't remember any of my childhood dreams. (laughs) But what if I actually did some of them? I don't know what that would be. My
0: favorite moment of hers was when she, she like got hip to the lingo and said, I'd like to uh, beam to the surface. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I am gonna be to like, a pile roar. of steaming goo and forehead bumps. <laughs> like starred Mine forehead bumps. forehead bumps.
4: body
0: <laughs> that still has all of her memories and feelings
3: <laughs> the the cafe it's called 10 Ford mm-hmm. always actually I'm I obsess over it because there are people who work there and they're not like officers they're not like crew uh-huh. there's this rarely seen um group of people who just work on the ship and they all wear this incredibly ridiculous houndstooth blouse. Oh,
5: um, <laughs> what? I
3: have to look out for which, that. I've never noticed. It really before. stands out. But also I think about those people all the time. Cause I'm like, you're going into space and there's like Borg and you could be assimilated or, or all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, cause that's where I want to serve drinks yeah. and, 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 um, uh, tater tachos or something
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: wine from france
5: But there's, right. there's there's space and i'm like good
4: space on you in a way
2: <laughs> but um, yeah very 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 very
3: late in this in that series we meet one of them um and learn a little bit
2: about them oh cool i mean well gynan is like a regular right is she yeah but she's like her passion is my favorite from the show i think her big saucer hats and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh but she is she, is she one the of the group or yeah. the hostess
1: or something?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, similar.
2: bit of
3: a little a she's also a you know many a of year old being out of yes. time and i can see where if you're a hundred of year old being out of time you're like oh screw it i'm just gonna sit 10 yeah. bar and it's yes. my wisdom like like the magical black lady that i am yeah
2: yeah that was really wow. she, she has something in common with q right there was like that they were like doing some backstory there and i was yeah. getting really curious about that hope they develop that more
4: <laughs> before the, so they've
1: the never turns. done a series about the people that work on the enterprise that they have
4: They did a cartoon.
0: Oh, isn't below below deck? Below deck,
3: lower decks, lower decks. Lower decks is amazing because it's all inside Star Trek jokes. Apparently written for me, but (laughs) uh, if not you, who? (laughs) (laughs) In next gen, there is an episode called Lower Decks, Mm. which does flip the script, and you sometimes see the main people, but it's mostly about other other people on the ship. And what they, what they deal with and I, I i adore that episode too it's really good
2: i always wonder what they're doing i mean it's like a city almost right like yeah it's a, it's a thousand
3: people
0: thousand yeah. people it's like a cruise miles. ship a village yeah
3: it's just like whole families
0: it's like yeah. a cruise ship with uh, the with right and
3: yet your children could be assimilated by the borg you-
1: <laughs> i know exactly <laughs>
2: they're all just on hamster wheels powering the ship.
1: Well, right? i mean on regular ones they could die of virus or it's something true. or fall overboard yeah i guess that's not really the same level of threat <laughs> but bad yeah. things could happen to your kid yeah
2: that's true yeah even if you stay home on earth true why aren't we called eartharians <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's my final question <laughs> earth-ians? Because we're earthians yeah earthlings i guess
0: um mm. all right
2: Mal. Malclings.
0: <laughs> so uh i i guess i would we do a kind of a half-ass rating now, Brooks. You can choose I your metric. I refuse to do it. Yeah, you can yeah. choose your metric or you can refuse to do it. Mm. Um, I'm going to give this episode <sighs> of Star Trek uh, a 7 out of 10. Oh, wow. Because huh? it loses 3 s- rape? for rape. For rape. For raping <laughs> Riker. Ra- Riker rape. No, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, so I a thought seven. it was a, f- a good episode. Yeah.
2: Why does it lose 3? G-
0: uh, kind of because of the the like really ridiculous sex scene thing, (laughs) which is hilarious. But like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? It's really, yeah. Uh,
2: It's a 10 out of 10 for me just because it's like the one and only Star Trek thing that we're maybe going to do. And like, I just want to say like, like we kind of talked about the whole series, so which is already a ten out of ten, you know, <laughs> even though I haven't even seen the whole thing. So, so it, do I really think that? <laughs> I, I do not know. I think it's a ten out of ten.
0: Do I really? Think I just that? love that your your ratings are like it's ten or one. And I know there's, there's
2: no, <laughs> there's no in between. I just don't want to think that hard about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ellen, well, do you rec- do you recommend this episode?
1: Well, I do. Um... I don't recommend looking at it. <laughs> um,
2: just listening to it.
1: I think it feels like, you know, the, the themes and like the overt um, approach to some of the themes and ideas make me appreciate this episode. Like, mm. I think that's important. So I would give it high marks just for that. I don't know if I would go 10 out of 10, but I think I I started kind of just digging into that part of it and not really assessing it maybe the same way I would other shows. So I don't know if that speaks so much to the power of the messaging mm-hmm. um that it it rises above or if that's detracting. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll no, I'll just say it's rising above and I for once I will side with Joe and I'll say 10 out of 10. Wow, oh. nice. There.
2: We're really wow. flipping the script on our. I know uh, our usual. <laughs> Brooks, do you have a rating for this
5: specific
4: yeah, I mean,
3: episode? I mean, it's it should be obvious by now, but I think this is a really a really great episode. I would I would give it four out of five. Uh, Data's dead, Android
5: daughters.
1: <laughs> wow, four to five dead. I Liles. heard her brain fell apart which is <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask the question about like AI and chat stuff but i'm not going to oh <laughs> not going to good because Another we have time. to get
0: to links oh uh, my god so break that wheel out oh yeah i went with the actor steven anderson who plays dr nilrem <coughs> um, which is merlin spelled backwards and uh, yeah
1: i cut that too he's in a little
0: movie called when a stranger calls
1: oh my god Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. That movie made me elf laughter. <laughs> that that, that
0: <laughs> movie will possibly destroy Joe. But... <laughs>
4: Uh-oh.
2: I wanted to watch uh, Gates McFadden in something else. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was just researching what she had done other than this. And I find out this isn't my link, but she, this, is this true? This is just based on IMDb. She's the director and choreography of puppet movement in The Labyrinth. Yes, she is. And
3: she also choreographed Flashdance.
2: Oh, Oh, really? I think it's Flashdance, yeah. As Cheryl McFadden, it says she's credited in The Labyrinth, at least. But that's amazing. So she was a choreographer, too. Oh, Labyrinth. Um, Well,
1: dance, magic, dance. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I love Beverly Crusher. And I love uh, Pulaski, too. But I love them both. But I wanted to see something else. Uh, Gates McFadden is in a show called The Edge of Night.
4: Whoa.
1: A soap opera?
0: Is that what it is? I think it is. Is that? Uh, well,
1: it, there was a soap opera that was on for many, many years called Edge of Night.
2: Yeah, it was. This has 7,317 episodes. So that'd be Yep, a- that's, I, think that's <laughs> what I, just, I think that's what I just said. Yeah. She was in five episodes in 1982 as Tammy Druden, and I couldn't. <laughs> find which episode she was in, so I just want to watch the first episode of that that she was in. I have to figure out which one it is, though. Because I Real, I Googled it many times and could not figure it out.
0: Uh, she's in episode
2: 6,875. <laughs> 6,000. Okay, so we'll be able to pick up on what's going on really
0: easily. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, that sounds like a lot of fun. But it looked like heart to heart. There's it's like crime, drama, mystery, romance. What, yeah,
1: there's... there's so many people that were on Edge of Night. I think Lori Laughlin was on the Edge of Night for a long time um, before going on Full it. House.
0: Uh, I, I mean, we'll have to, if, if if that one comes up, we have to figure out how to find it. But I would love okay. that. All right. That sounds fun. <laughs> amazing.
1: I don't think I, I maybe watched a couple episodes of Edge of Night. Hmm. Um,
4: okay. Well,
1: past? I went back to our origins because there were so many heart to heart folks yes. in this yeah. episode uh-huh. that I couldn't turn my back on it. And so I love Vintage Hearts. I love, you know. But I went with Jonathan Frakes because I feel like he gives an unforgettable performance uh, (laughs) on location in Hawaii. Yes. The great state of Hawaii. The great colonized uh, state of Hawaii um, for Hearts and Palms in which Jonathan Frakes plays criminal Adam Black. Yeah.
4: I don't remember.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. Adam Black.
5: Uh, Okay. I
0: love it.
2: All right
5: all right brooks what do you Next?
3: got so uh i as soon as i heard about ellen explained this to me i was like oh i know who i want absolutely it's michael ensign who plays uh yes. Rolar. and they're you know character actor for decades so many choices mm-hmm. but what really leaps out to me is he was on an episode of murphy brown oh, oh my god played a guy named jack stanfield in a uh episode called the 10 Percent solution
2: okay episode episode
5: nine
1: Ah. i am into this what
2: is the premise of the show murphy brown in general
1: murphy brown's a journalist okay what else is it's like
3: (laughs) what wait for it she's a woman yeah (laughs) oh weird (laughs) okay
1: i know are you throwing up yeah uh, right now? I, oh my God, I'm so sorry. if we're, it is if very, upsetting, selected, I it's very upsetting. I quit the. Very
2: I'm not ready to be taken up aboard that enterprise. Check too much change Beam me That's back strange. down. Yeah.
1: If, you, if you only watch TV, you would believe among like the three jobs women ever had in the entire world that journalist was one of them for yeah. some reason.
4: Yeah, yeah,
1: all right. Spin that wheel.
4: okay, here we go.
1: Brooks, you will announce what what it lands on.
4: It has landed
3: on. <gasps> heart to heart. Oh my Hearts God! palm. We're doing it.
0: Amazing. We're doing it. We're going back <laughs> to the back, back to, to your the, roots, and we're following homeland. Riker there. <laughs> awesome. Following Riker back to heart. That's exciting! There are worse people
2: next. to follow.
3: <laughs> I wonder how many. Star Trek people total have been in Heart to Heart. Like
5: how
2: many points of contact? Well,
3: oh,
1: well, that's why we have the home office. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's why I thought of Pulaski. Doctor Pulaski was in an episode of Heart to Heart as well. That's right. As um, yeah. what did she do? Evil perfume company.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Poison Ooh, perfume. So good. Yeah. Like uh oh, my dog ate my husband.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she like puts it in the. Yeah, that's right. That was
1: so
4: good.
2: It's like dog attack juice dog that <laughs> is some juice. cold
1: shit yeah <laughs> like really, really cold
5: <laughs>
2: that's not the one really with the cool. human-sized paper shredder though is it because
4: they're
1: uh, in like no, that's No, that's, um, <laughs> that's the dog that's food the one. christmas one no. right no, christmas. no dog food right. is like he falls in the they fall in the boiling yeah it's like wheelchair
4: <laughs> into that dog
0: food
1: in a wheelchair mm-hmm. Yeah. Not uh-huh. to the wheelchair and the swimming pool. No, that's uh, where you took me from my home. My own home.
2: My own home. <laughs> <laughs> you must feel some shame.
4: It's in Monaco, not France.
1: Shame. Yeah. Um,
2: the same year Picard was there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, a very good year.
0: Brooks, thank Whoa. you so much for being yeah. On, yeah. The, on the uh, show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, do, is there <laughs> yeah. anything you want to tell our listener about? coming up
1: yeah your projects or oh right plug the plug the the plug the
3: plug my my new book no i have nothing (laughs) thank you Um, your new book about the holodeck (laughs) (laughs) and what it's all about
2: (laughs) what really happens on the holodeck (laughs) that's so funny well is your uh star trek exhibit does it ever is it done forever now or it is it is oh. uh it's it's last venue was the
3: skirball and it closed up um a year ago
1: oh shit. wow only a year ago
3: yeah it, it oh well, my yeah, god I mean, it traveled a bit but then of course everything went on hiatus oh, right, the yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. but then we got it we got it going again but people you know i, I borrow stuff objects mm-hmm. from, from fans and collectors and
2: things and, and eventually they're like I really want my phaser back so yeah i had to send everything back Um, is it mostly stuff from private collectors yeah yeah wow
3: yeah i mean we we had a good partnership with cbs and they loaned us a few things
2: Mm -hmm. um but
3: but all the good stuff especially the old stuff before the studios realized oh wait we should hang on to
2: this stuff Mm -hmm. all the old stuff is is in private hands okay amazing yeah damn i wish i got to see that i know do it again, please. Yeah,
0: let's do it
2: again. <laughs> so, it yeah. You know, just throw that together
0: again. Yeah, start <laughs> calling all those people. Well, we're creeping up on
3: the 60th anniversary. Oh, mm. yeah. I, God knows if I don't think I'll be alive for the 75th, but you know, you never know.
1: <laughs> oh, never. You will never. have
3: You will have never. already
0: martyred yourself. We may have already alien. harvested right. Malkorian right. technology that'll <laughs> keep us alive forever.
1: <laughs> think of how feeble-minded you'll be by then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> feeble-minded. <laughs> Indeed, you should focus on the negative ramifications of the show in the next one too. That's right; it would <laughs> be a, a total yeah. flagging of Star Trek, a bloodbath. All Star Trek has destroyed our the fabric of our society. Yeah, oh, Lord. <laughs> I found it really sad in this episode that my last note was like, when they're like, "What if we don't want to come with you?" and Picard mm. was like, "Then we will never come back." And it was very clearly, "This is yeah. it, and that's it. We're not going to come back in like a hundred years. This is it." this is your chance and if you say no we're out forever i was like oh, that's kind of sad
1: i felt like he was saying it as a reassurance to them yeah like, yeah i think he was
0: like uh, we
1: yeah. will rather incredibly <clears throat> and potentially not truthfully never <laughs> fuck with you again
2: yeah we'll but you on a no fly list we your totally whole
1: will not be back with fake uh <laughs> yeah, forehead right, bumps right. spying <laughs> on you ridges. and listening to like your planet's equivalent of new heart or something like we're totally not <laughs> going to be doing that
2: they'll never look at mittens the same way again no. those aliens
0: but if they if the next time they send some someone down there they definitely will put them in a pair of mittens yeah yeah flesh sure.
1: flesh tentacled flesh mittens yes. <laughs>
3: crazy thing in that world is like you know 20 years hence there will be academics in that world trying to figure out the origins of finger porn, but you know, point point. Like, yeah. where did that idea come from? No one
4: really knows. Yeah.
2: Like, to separate but so the fingers.
3: Tell yeah.
1: us, Professor Linnell. <laughs> did <you> come Linnell. <laughs> up with this theory.
2: <laughs> Chancellor Linnell. <laughs> Chancellor
0: Linnell. <laughs> yes. Minister of sexuality. <laughs>
2: uh, Priestess the of the holodeck. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right listener, thank you for hanging out with us uh brooks thank you again yeah, for for adding so an air of an air of sophistication and professionality to this Mm-mm. dog and pony show uh if you want to talk to us, you can do it. i believe in you mm-hmm. uh Good, but
1: you'll really only be talking to eric
0: yep <laughs> but i I tell them what's up uh in fact i got a i got a great message uh for us but Pointed at you, Ellen. Oh, oh no! Damed From a friend at Ellen. of ours. Uh, is it little socks? No, it is not little oh. socks. Jonathan Frakes. I've never met Ellen, but I've seen *Child of Glass*. In fact, <gasps> it's in the running for my pick for the WTF Children's Entertainment round in my movie group. I've already chosen *The Peanut Butter Solution*, so it's either going to be that *Shinbone Alley* or *The Adventures of Mark Twain* amazing choices wow amazing choices
1: (laughs) the child of glass oh god it's so scary i'm totally
0: Uh gonna find it and watch it uh very i
1: didn't i didn't see it streaming anywhere
0: i've got people yeah you do and uh, yeah and i think have you seen
1: that that disney movie that's based on the richard peck book the ghost belonged to me oh my gosh i um that book Freaks my Yeah, that shit, shit fucks my fuck my <laughs> oh mind my up. It, it's really fucked me up. Any relation. Yeah.
4: Uh
3: I don't, love it. No, but just don't trust people with that name. It's bad. Yeah, it's a bad name. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: scary. <laughs> so that message came to us via Instagram, which you can do to oh, call, contact us as well at it was Murder Pod, And we're also on Twitter at it was Murder Pod. but no one talks to me there. Uh you can know, also if you want to send me really, a long form to... thing, uh email us. It was murderpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, please rate and review us on whichever service you're listening to the podcast on. Give us five stars, write a nice review, or just write SpaceX nurses. I don't know. Tell
2: us everything we said wrong about Star
0: Trek.
1: Don't ask yeah. us if we're gonna become a Star Trek podcast. Yeah, that's never wrong. gonna that's oh, never gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, I was quietly <laughs> hoping for it, but never. never
2: we
0: have to get through Charlie's Angels first.
2: All my dream dreams are not coming true. <laughs>
0: Uh, and that's all, that's all I have to say to you. Uh, I'll call you next time I'm in your star cluster or whatever the fuck you said. <laughs> I,
1: I know that now it's like, I say, I say this every podcast, but because you, somebody called out child of glass and because it scared Brooks, I'm going to have to say the creepy little poem. The go, go right ahead. Oh. <laughs> all right. Sleeping lies. The murder lass. Vainly cries the child of glass when the two shall be as one. The spirit's journey will be done. Wow! Yeah, it's terrifying. Creepy. It's very wrong
5: to
0: show that to children. Mm-hmm. And with that, good night, Freeway. Good night,
1: Freeway.
2: Good night, Freeway. <laughs> good night, freeway. And Boynell. Thanks,
0: Brooks. Thanks, all Thanks Brooks. Brooks. Star trekking
2: across the universe on the Starship Enterprise under
4: Captain Kirk. Star trekking
5: across the universe. Polygon.